Leonard Cohen suggested, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. This viral crack gives us a chance to create something new and better. So let's talk about back to different and let the light in. I'm back. Uh, and I'm back today with a fellow who lives across the hall from us. His name is Alex Doty. And he moved in just not too long ago and was a pleasant surprise because we had run into each other in another venue and both kind of knew it, but we didn't know what it was, but we figured that out. So he is actually about 70 feet away on his computer and I'm 70 feet away from him on my computer, which is the kind of brave new world in which we live. So I have asked Alex to just bring us up to date on how he got here. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mac. Um, so, you know, I've kind of lived this roundabout professional life, and uh, it, to a large extent until lately, it, it's been one of like someone that doesn't really know what they want to do when they grow up. So I, I've done, you know, management consulting, uh, you know, in sort of like the for-profit and then the nonprofit uh, sectors. I uh, kind of swung back the other way after being in the nonprofit world and, and worked at Capital One in a really analytical role for a while. And I think now have, have kind of found a, a little bit of a sweet spot um, working at Fannie Mae, again, in, in a pretty analytical role. But it, it's kind of this balance of, uh, I believe, in, in societal mission of what we do and, and that, you know, we, we as, as a company are in existence to make the lives of others better. Uh, but, but I'm still very much, you know, crunching numbers and structuring problems and, and that kind of a thing. So it's kind of this cool blend of, of both both of the worlds that I, I, I try to live in. And I think I get, you know, a little bit of both right now. Well, as, as you stumbled, wandered in this direction, um, I know that you worked in nonprofit and you worked in some consulting roles when you were little Alex, which is hard for me to imagine because you all can't see him, but Alex is a linebacker sized human being. Um, what did you think you were going to be? You know what I mean? I mean, I wanted to be a fireman, of course. So when you were a kid, what did you figure you'd be when you grew up? Yeah, well, I wasn't a linebacker. I was actually a tackle. And uh, that was, you know, I think in high school was the first time I had any real idea about it. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought I wanted to be a teacher and a, and a football coach. And um, you know, that's actually part of how I got back, you know, at, so at post-college, I did the, the management consulting thing, which is like perfect if you really, truly have no idea what you want to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than, than you know, I, I, I did some uh, sort of investment banking stuff, after, you know, as an internship and talked to a couple of buddies that went to Wall Street and, and knew I didn't want to do that. So I did that for a few years and, and you know, went back to school and, and uh, went and, and got advanced degrees in both business and, and education, uh, because that was, I, I always had that interest and, and that passion. And, and actually, um, that when I was doing the, the consulting work for, for nonprofits, a lot of what the work I did was with school systems and, and districts, you know, like on, on things like the financial side, you know, not, not instruction, but, uh, but, but, you know, kind of found a way to, to get back to that world that, that I'd been interested in since, since I was a kid. We do wander around, don't we? <laughs> yep, definitely. And I suspect uh, that you're not done yet. 
So um, how long have you been at Fannie Mae? Um, almost two years. So it, it, even this is relatively new. But, you know, it, it, it does feel like, like I, I've found, uh, found a home for, for a while, at least. I mean, I, I think to your point, Mac, like, who knows exactly what the future holds. But, but right now, I, I've, I've, got this, uh, I've got this role that, that's, like I said, it's a great mix of, of you know, structured problem solving, analytics, um, all, all those kinds of things that, that appeal to that side of my brain. And then, you know, a company with, with a mission that, that I, I truly believe in and, and I think, you know, does make the lives of Americans better. Um, so, you know, this, this has been, been this great blend of the two. And um, it, it, gosh, it sure helps that I really like the people I work with. And, and you know, that, that aspect of it has also, uh, it made it feel like home in a way that, that maybe other jobs didn't. Well, you got, uh, you've been there for about two years. So um, this, is, this is my surmise, is that you were there long enough before this current, whatever you want to call it, um, I've been, I've started calling it a derecho because we had one come through here a couple of years ago, which nobody knew was coming and it just knocked everybody. I mean, it knocked out power and trees and everything. And it literally went straight through here without any warning. So maybe that's not a bad image for what's going on, but you were at Fannie Mae for long enough to kind of hit your stride in the the a pre time prior to when this all hit the fan. So how did that impact of this in your workplace? How did that, what were the ripples for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're onto something there. Um, because a lot of, a lot of what I've learned, I guess, through, through the, the pandemic has been about relationships. And, and so, I, you're onto something in that, um, you know, yes, from, from a sort of a work standpoint, I, I had my feet on the ground and, and that kind of a thing. And, and I think maybe more importantly, I'd gotten to know people well enough where, you know, it wasn't just, Hey, you know, there, there's that guy who sits, you know, a few, a few desks away from me, but you know, I know his name is, is Joe, but, but that's about it. You know, I, it, it was, it, it kind of happened like, right away and all at once. And in, in hindsight, you know, it, it was, it, it's almost laughable that, that we said, Oh yeah, well, we'll be out of the office for two weeks. Uh, and then, and then this will all blow over and we'll come back, you know? And, and I, I know that Fannie was not the only uh, company that, that, you know, at, at least messaged that even if, if some folks knew, knew better. And, and, you know, it was like that two week, two week period quickly turned into a couple months. And, you know, now, uh, we, we got the communique last week that, that will be remote. Uh, I, I think the language was uh, through at least early 2021, um, which, you know, I, I appreciate them being realistic about it and getting out in front of it now uh, just to manage expectations. So um, that's a long answer to a short question, but, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I think you, you were onto something in that. I'd been there long enough where the, the timing of it, um, Obviously, it's a, it's a shock to the system and a big adjustment, but one that I had solid ground uh, from a doing the work perspective and from a relationships perspective that uh, enough solid ground where it, 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 I was able to kind of roll with it a little bit. 
in your uh, in your position uh, in the hierarchy or the organizational structure, or however you want to frame that, um, do you do you feel like the the um, folks that you know their best are on a similar page about what to do about this? What to do about this? Meaning, uh, meaning what? Meaning this disruption, which is right now everybody's using that word. Um, yeah. Are, are, are people pulling together, I guess, is what the question is. Yeah, I, I think the answer, the answer to that is yes. And, and what I've, the thing that, that I've, I've kind of figured out is working for me is, you know, people talk about the water cooler and that going away. And, and that's true. Um, you know, I, I don't run into people and say, hey, did you see the game last night? Or, um, you know, what do you think about the game this weekend? And that, that seems to be so much of, of the, the conversation. I mean, sort of one step up from that is, is what's the update with your, your kids? Um, and, and those, those are good conversations. I mean, they're, they're interesting and, and you, know, you get to know people a little. But the thing that I, I've found is, is that's been replaced with, with a lot more like intentionality. And, and, and the, the thing that that's worked for me is, is kind of like, you know, yeah, you, 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 I mean, sure, I can send someone a message and say, you know, how's your son? Or, or, you know, I guess, I guess baseball's back, you know, how about the Nats? But, uh, but it, it's a lot better and a lot easier to kind of just like actually block some time on someone's calendar and say, hey, we're going to catch up. And, and so, you know, what's, what's kind of happened is, is a lot of those more impromptu conversations have been replaced and, and almost consolidated. And so, you know, there's a couple of folks that I have sort of standing, you know, 30 minute weekly uh, meetings with, and, and the, the meeting topic is, is life and, and how you're doing. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about work for a little bit as, as part of that. And Hey, you know, I'm working on project X and you're working on project Y and here's the updates there. Um, but I, I think how, how we've banded together is, is a little more on, you know, th there's not so much chatter, but, but there's a lot more, um, a lot, intentionality, I think is probably the right word. And, and it's, Hey, we're, we're going to set this time aside in order to really kind of connect. And, uh, like it, it's, it's like all, all those, all those, you know, 30 second to one minute conversations are lumped into 30 minutes. And, and that, that leads to a lot a lot deeper and a lot more interesting conversations. So that, that's been, at least for, for how I've, what I've figured out works for me. Um, and I think that the folks around me have, have probably, you know, come to kind of similar, similar conclusions. And, and I guess, you know, I'm probably not as connected to as many people, but uh -huh. the, ones I, the ones I am were arguably probably more connected than ever. Well, what you said, you know, about about intentionality, about two seconds before you said that, I thought, I'm going to ask a question about intentionality, but you beat me to the punch. So let me let me tell a, a quick story from my end, uh, because um, I really like that as a framework for what's happening now. You know, I mean, I suspect that some people are simply freaking out. That's all. I suspect some people are are hiding and pretending, you know, and, and there's a whole range. But I I know more and more people and meet more and more people who are being very intentional about what they're doing. 
So when I was a kid, I didn't know that I was nearsighted. I, just, I didn't know. I didn't have enough data. And I didn't know that, that leaves on the trees and leaves on the ground came from the same place. Because leaves on the tree were far enough away that they looked like cotton balls to me. They were just blurs. And then when, they, when in the fall, I'd go outside and all the leaves on the ground were close enough that I was like, well, these are really cool. <laughs> but I didn't see the connection, right? It just nobody said they're the same thing. So I remember the first time I got glasses, one of the things that happened is I walked out the door and I went, oh my God, they're the same. <laughs> because suddenly there was a connection there. So my uh, point to that little fable, if there is a point, is that I've been seeing, because I work for myself, so I can spend vast amounts of time without being in a room full of people, which I love, but I don't do it like every day. But I think one of the things you're onto, which I think is important for us as we lead, and I think everybody's a leader, I don't care where, where you stand, you know, leadership is a set of expectations and a set of behaviors, not a, not a uh, rank, is that that kind of cognizance, that kind of um, intentionality about how we relate with the people around us is going to be critical for survival. Yeah. So, you know, the, I, I'm so nearsighted that uh, I, I didn't make it past, I think, three or four without, uh, you know, it being painfully obvious. And, and my anecdote that I, I don't remember, I, I was too young, but walking out of, you know, the, the lens crafters or whatever the store was in the mall is looking at my, my parents and saying, I can see all the way down the mall. And, and they, <laughs> they just kind of, you know, did the face palm on, how did we not notice this earlier? Um, but, uh, but, you know, yeah. It, it, and I think like the, the intentionality with connection, I, I, I definitely think there's an application in, in the professional world, certainly. Um, uh, but I think in, in our personal lives too, and you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a guy in his mid thirties and you know, my, my buddies are guys in their mid thirties and, um, you know, we're not always the best about, about picking up that phone and, and staying in touch. And, you know, we're, we're spread out all over. I mean, I think about my group of best friends and they're in Boston and they're in Austin and they're in San Francisco and they're in LA and they're in Sacramento. And, you know, it, it's sort of this quite literally coast to coast thing. And, um, so, you know, what used to be, hey, we'll, we'll send a bunch of texts and, and maybe we'll all get together once, maybe twice a year yep. uh, if we're lucky, uh, you know, has now become a lot of 30 and 40 and 60 minute phone calls. And, and you know, it, it, it's this thing where, again, it sounds painfully obvious, but, uh, but this group of people that, that that's not sort of the norm. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, the COVID has pushed us in that direction. And, you know, I, I talked to a good buddy on the phone for maybe 45 minutes um, over the weekend and it, it kind of struck us like, man, we really ought to do this like a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be COVID that, 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 you know, leads us to do this, but it, it's just not, it, it's also partly not how, you know, I, I guess men maybe uh, are, are conditioned to interact with one another, but, uh, but, you know, it, it works. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, we know from, we know from research as well as from our own experience that 
being disconnected is dangerous. That's a, 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 a strong, strong need that we, we people apparently have, which sometimes we don't acknowledge. And I'm getting a certificate in alcohol and drug counseling, so I'm studying that. And one of my favorite quotes is only, only an addict would see isolation as a cure for loneliness. So one of the things I've seen in this wonderful neighborhood in which we live is how much friendlier and how much more eager to even to just say, hey, man, good morning. That's a cute puppy, you know, as opposed to just kind of marching by each other like, okay, all right, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And that, that surfacing, I think, is something to treasure and something to maintain as this morphs. You know, what you said about picking up the phone and talking to your, to your friends, um, it was just a bad habit. Yeah. And now we can't indulge in that bad habit without feeling a sense of disconnection, which is dangerous stuff. Yeah, and and you know you mentioned at at the start here that we're neighbors, and and I I'd, I'd moved in after the uh, after the pandemic, and you know sort of distancing had started, and you know yeah it it <laughs> it, it did really strike me that that this is a, a place where uh, it, even in in a time of of distancing, you know there's there's a lot of those we're six to eight feet apart outside you know <laughs> conversations, so. Yeah, I think there is a lot more of that. And even even if it's not, I'm close enough to say hi, you know, people waving from 30 or 40 feet away and, and that kind of a thing. So, yeah, you know, there is there is a lot of that. And, and I wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder if, if for me going back to work in you know, downtown D.C., uh, you were, you know, I, I don't know, a million people flood in every day or something and then flood back out uh, at five o'clock. If it's probably a good lesson, right? To, to kind of keep that in mind as, as we get back to some semblance of normal, whenever that is, um, that connecting with, with, with connecting with people and, and not taking it for granted that, that I'm in this sea of humanity, yeah. uh, is, is probably a really good lesson to, to learn and, and, and remember. And I suspect, um, that <clears throat> as the, virus situation just looking at it from a sort of medical point of view as that changes we're still going to have signs of it you know we're going to still have to be careful we're going to yeah. you know just like a permanent flu season we're still going to have to go i got to wash my hands wearing a face mask doesn't make me a stupid person in fact it may make me a loving person <laughs> and so we're going to have we're going to have these signs of that change, which I hope will help us hold on to the other parts of the change, like um, this intentionality, like realizing we are all in this lifeboat together. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's a, a good point. And um, I, I think, I think what I was getting at there, you know, it, as you're talking about intentionality, I, I was kind of thinking too about, some of the other ways that, that that's kind of crept in and, and this, this sounds, you know, so, so elementary, but, but not, 
like this has given us all or not all of us actually and i think that's a really important point is is acknowledging that that for a lot of people that hasn't changed but but for me i'm fortunate enough where it has it, it has kind of given me more more time in a way yeah. and and so part of how i've used that time is is you know stuff as basic as like changing the way i i eat um yeah you know i mean i'm not leaving the house at at 6 30 and coming back at eight every night anymore and, and so you know I, I i eat a lot differently um than i used to and, and that's a good example of something that you know even as things change uh and we do get back to to quote unquote normal and and, and you know that that commute creeps back in for me and all that and everyone else is is even something as simple as like not grabbing something on, on the go. Uh, yep. But it, it, just these little things, Mac, where it's, I think there are a lot of, of elements of slowing down and uh, not, not getting as swept up in, in like the, the day-to-day. I got to be here at this time and, and there at that time um, that, that I hope to, to kind of carry forward. And I think many of us will, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm a lifelong musician um, among the, the many hats or guitars, I guess, that I wear. And, and so I think of it, I frame it in terms of cadence. It, the, I mean, I feel the cadence of my life is different. Um, one of my favorite writers is a guy named John Ciardi, and he talked about the pleasure of taking pains. And I know that you love to cook because I've eaten those uh what was that a flank steak a uh hanger steak that you made hanger 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 yeah that knocked well i didn't have socks on but it it knocked my sandals off and that was that was great and and i love to cook too and having that space not just space in in time but space in focus Mm. right because 30 seconds is still 30 seconds but i have a different rhythm to the focus of my life i spend a little when i when i walk by our dog i spend a little more time with the dog i didn't don't just give a pet in the head and say hi i spend another yeah. right you know what i mean it's it's just realizing that that we have something i have something to say speaking for other people's always risky business i have something to say about where i put my focus and attention and i think in this time i have more space to make those choices than I perhaps felt I did before. Yeah, I, that, that's, I, I like the way you put that, that I felt I did, because we did have, have the choice, yeah, um, but uh, didn't, always, didn't always make it or even see that we had it. And, um, you know, like think, thinking about some of the things I was saying earlier, you know, sort of maybe fewer, but, but deeper conversations and then the anecdote with, with the dog and, and all that, it, it's, it, it's kind of like we're, doing less stuff, but doing it more deeply. And, and, and that's, you know, I think that's a recipe for success. Um, it's, I I don't know if this is analogous or not. You know, it's kind of like that concept of, of deep work. It's like, let's, let's focus on, on one thing at a time and really do it well, uh, versus try to juggle, you know, nine things at once and, and half the time it falls and, and that kind of a thing. 
Well, I mean, you know, I don't want the pandemic to like go on and on and on and on and on and on, believe me. <laughs> However, if I had to choose, then maybe the, the, the sort of optimal length of this disruption would be at least long enough for most of us to go, you know what? I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know what? When I, when I, cause I miss traveling. I love to travel. I, I miss the hell out of travel. I got to tell you, you know, when I'm, when I'm boarding the plane, just take another five seconds to say hi to the flight attendant. When I'm, when I'm sitting, getting ready to sit down, help somebody put their luggage in the overhead. You know what I mean? Just take a little bit more humanity time because that's, that's one of the things that that's popping up. I think that I'm seeing, which I love. Yeah. I, I, so, and, and again, I think that that relates back to that idea of, of connection yep. and, and really um, <laughs> recognizing, you know, I, I'll speak for me and, and I'll speak for you. And, and I think probably 99.99% uh, of us where I, I'm not so busy that, that I, I shouldn't say hi to the flight attendant or, you know, the guy at Chipotle or whatever the case might be. Right. And, yeah. and it's, it, it's, it's, uh, I agree that that's that's a good lesson for us to kind of keep in mind is is just to kind of breathe a little bit. God forbid. Um, <laughs> so right. Let me let me ask two two questions. One of which you've already cheated and you already know, but I'll forgive you. Um, the first question is: as you're, let's assume that that you stay in this job for for some time. As things move forward and change, what would you like to see the sort of community of your office move with or toward that maybe wasn't there the way you would like it to be prior to this prior to this derecho yeah um so so one thing comes to mind and and it's it's an extension of what I was talking about earlier with with you know I guess deeper connection uh, and more time but but I didn't I don't think I said this explicitly which is it, it's really um, humanized everyone in a way and you know I, I think actually and I did say this explicitly I, I really like my colleagues and I think they're they're just actually great people in addition to really bright but everyone's busy. And everyone's running around and everyone's got to pick up the kids and drop off the kids and make dinner and get their work done and, you know, try to get eight hours of sleep and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that, that has happened um, is, is, you know, people have asked that question of, uh, well, hey, how are you? <laughs> and, and, you know, you get a real answer. And, and it's, not, it's not, hey, I'm good. You know, how are you? It's well, you know, it's been really stressful and, and here's what's going on and, and here's how we're coping and, and here's what I've learned and, you know, here's something I tried that didn't work. And, and so, you know, I, I think it's, I, I hope that we can carry that forward. And I, I think we, we will, you know, in, in some way. Um, but it, it's really kind of, um, it's really helped me to, to see other people and, and for them, me to open up to them and them to open up to me and, and really kind of form, form more relationships with more people and, and really uh, kind of get past that. Like, yeah, everything's great. Uh, let's get to the work. Yeah. I, I'm going to carry that forward 
That's something I've committed to. I, I went to Washington and Lee University, and, and one of the campus rules is you have to greet everyone on campus that you see. You have to. That's not negotiable. So it's a habit I got into, which I, which I kept with me. And, you know, there are lots of times when I'll be walking down the street and I'll say, hey, man, how you doing? And they'll look at me like, get away from me. <laughs> but maybe since people will be more used to that and open to that, then we can carry this forward. Maybe it'll, it'll, it'll have some, some half-life, some legs, which would be cool. So my yeah. final question. You know, uh, sometime in the future, you're no longer here to uh, bother your son. So he's got a family of his own, perhaps. And his kids or his grandkids say, how did your dad do in 2020? Because we hear it was pretty strange and bizarre. What would you like Luke to say? Yeah, I... I... So this is the question I knew was coming. Um, I, <laughs> and, you know, so he is three, so I, I don't know that he's going to have uh, much of a memory of it. But, but you know, the, the thing that I hope he senses right now, I'll say, and, and, and to the extent he remembers any of this that he does, is, is that I was um, uh, kind of a stabilizing force in, in, in a turbulent time. And, you know, the, there, like, there is a lot of stress in the world right now. And, and rightfully so. And, you know, there is a lot of, of uncertainty. And what I try to bring to my interactions with him is, is just a sense of, of kind of calm and, and that attitude of like, it is going to be okay and we are going to figure it out. And you know, it's not to say that, that I don't get wrapped around the axle because I, I do, you know, preschool is, is maybe starting in, in the fall and, and, you know, is he going to go, is it going to open? Is, is he going to go if it does? And there's all these questions and, and, but I, I try to kind of insulate him from that uh, at this age, at least. And, and we do talk about, you know, the virus and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, and, but, but I try to, I try to kind of keep it, um, be honest w with, with him and, and myself and, and, and that kind of a thing, but not, uh, not feel overwhelmed and, and kind of project, project panic, uh, but rather kind of be, like more, more steady and, and, and rational and calm about it. And, and that's, I don't do that successfully every day, but, but that's what I strive for. Well, I have seen you with your son and it took me a long time in my life to catch onto this, <clears throat> but because I have um, a, a sort of adopted family with uh, four grandchildren, all of whom are grown now. But my favorite parents and grandparents are always the ones who did not talk to their children as if they were children. They talk to the children as if they're fellow human beings, <laughs> you know, and, you know, kids, kids get it when they're being talked down to, even when they're little. So watching you with your son, when you, when I've seen you guys together a couple of times is I see you do that. And that um, does my heart good. And that does his heart good too, because he knows that, yeah, your dad, you're taller, <laughs> you have a larger <laughs> vocabulary, <laughs> you know, you have facial hair. I mean, all those things are different, but you're both in the lifeboat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is, which is good. Yeah. And, and his vocabulary is catching up. You know, they, they, <laughs> it, it kids say the darndest things, but, but it's true. And, uh, 
he's at that age where I, I really, uh, <laughs> I'm really learning to be careful with, with, with the words I use because uh, <laughs> they're coming right back at me. So, Well, thank you, Alex, for your time. Um, have a fabulous rest of your day and take good care of yourself and your family, right? Yes. Thank you, Mac. I appreciate it. All right, man. Later on. All right. See ya. Thanks for giving us a listen. As we move forward with this situation, with this thing that's us, let's never forget that we are all in this together. No matter what else happens, we're all in this together. Thank you.